0: is your favorite tune which means it's the start of another fantastic hockey the podcast uh, i'm being extremely biased but i don't really care because if you are tuned in then you're a lover of hockey you're a lover of sport you're a lover of Tyron, jabu barnard maybe you're kind of like me but of course uh, he is the main man and uh, he is with me as always episode 56 welcome once again to the show welcome tyron
1: Yeah, good morning, Derek. What a great, beautiful, sunshiny morning, is what I usually would say. But that's not the case right now. It's a bit of a... It's a miserable day when we're recording this. Of course, on Tuesday, when you listen to this, it's probably going to be sunshiny, beautiful, bright. And uh, you'll be like, what are those two smoking? The the answer to that question is nothing. Absolutely nothing. But instead, we are here to talk about... um, Hockey today and uh, of course we're here to talk with somebody who is a bit of an expert at the game of hockey.
0: Yeah, uh, I think we've we've pretty much got that down pat though when it comes to that criteria. Uh, I think generally speaking the majority of our guests uh, can have that claim to fame. Um, I I think there's certain subjects though that applies to this guest that... uh, Maybe not so much the others. I I know TikTok is one of them, if if I'm not mistaken.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she she has been known to uh, lip-sync her way to (laughs) uh, TikTok greatness. Um, But she's not here because of her TikTok greatness. She is here because of the fact that she has played 30 test caps for Spa, South Africa, Indoor Hockey. She, in my opinion, should have a couple of test caps for the outdoor side already. She was in the greater Olympic squad. But uh, with time on her side, there's no doubt that that 100 will come up both inside in the on the indoor courts as well as outside on the AstroTurf. It is none other than uh, superstar Jess Lardensk.
0: Oh, I was, was going to say you let the cat out of the bag by just saying she because our listeners would have realized that it's not John Wright then because they would have heard TikTok in in, in immediate <laughs> That is John Wright, but of course it is the one and only Jess Laden. Jess, welcome to the show.
2: Hello, thank you so much for having me. I need to go put myself on private on TikTok before everyone starts um, going and exposing me there.
0: <laughs> isn't isn't the point isn't the point of TikTok to be in the public eye?
2: Yes, but wow, I did it first as just a little bit of a joke. Um, but I, just, I think I might go, I might go famous on it um, after this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well you'll definitely get a few more subscribers. Um, <laughs> I I, I uh, enjoy uh, your TikTok your uh, your lip-syncing ability. It's uh, not quite at your your hockey level ability, but it is really <laughs> impressive. There's yeah, an important question about that. How much, how much time do you spend practicing before you record one of those?
2: <laughs> Let me tell you, you have no idea. And it's so funny because obviously you're not making a noise, so you just stand there like going over and over and over. again. <laughs> okay. I said to my my family, like, if anyone is watching me right they might think I'm crazy. Um but yeah, it is tough. It's, just, it's a real skill that sticks I'm telling you. <laughs> I
0: I can't I can't wrap my head around it, Ty. I, I know I know you've <laughs> tried. Uh, I mean it Granted, we're not quite in the catchment area in terms of uh, the age group, but uh, I seriously can't. Uh, what what makes it different to to normal videos, Jess? Why can I mean? Why can you not just loop a, a video on Instagram or on Twitter or something?
2: You're very right. I actually don't know why we can't just do that. You make a fair point. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> Thank
0: fair. you. <laughs> and that, that's all, always been my, my argument against Instagram because Twitter is basically you can put exactly what you put on Instagram, but with words and links, etc. Instagram's taking away some of that, yet it's so popular. I'm like, Twitter's got everything. And obviously I'm a big (laughs) fan of Twitter. Um, because yeah. I was born in the 1980s. Uh, so <laughs> that, that's kind of why. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> e- enough about that. How uh, uh, are things doing your side? Uh, I know Ty and I have spoken about uh, the miserable weather in Joburg. However, he says miserable. I'm a big fan. I enjoy this, this type of weather. Uh, where, where are you at at the moment, and, and what's it like?
2: I'm in Durban at the moment, and it's also miserable. You know Durban. You know how good weather. So as soon as there's one cloud, you're like, oh, no there's going to be a hurricane like it's all happening (laughs) um but yeah it's it's been terrible this side for the last couple days
0: i'm very very glad yeah all yours Ty.
1: yeah i mean the the weather might be terrible but of course um we have had news this week that hockey may return under strict protocols of course you have already played um uh Well, you have already been allowed to train with the national team as part of the high performance, but I mean, how much excitement is there for the fact that uh, hockey is allowed to return now?
2: You have no idea. I'm so grateful that I was in those, like, in the HP and stuff so that I could go back because I was losing my mind. Like, I I was so desperate to get back. But in terms of everyone else as well, you can just see, like, I'm getting messages saying, are we allowed to go back to Riverside? Like, can we go play um, on this Astro, that Astro? I was like, okay, well, I I don't know when we can go back and what, like, protocols in place. But, yeah, people are they're so excited. I'm so I want to go back to coach. I want to coach everyone again, you know, like that's what, that's what I did with my days. <laughs> um, so it's been, it's been tough. I'm not doing it, but yeah, with all that being said, um, hopefully it gets back soon. And I just know everyone is super excited to get back.
1: Sorry, I'm, I'm on mute here. Um, no, it is absolutely fantastic. And of, of course, uh, You were, as you said, you were part of the high-performance team that allowed you to go back a little bit earlier under very, very strict protocols. I mean, obviously, also, you're an integral now part of the Spar South Africa indoor hockey side, and uh, there was a large, uh, what's the word, a large frustration around because with COVID going on, the African Cup, nobody knew when it was going to happen, if it was going to happen, Africa made a ruling, to say that if it doesn't happen, then Namibia will qualify because of the previous African Cup. I mean, how, how happy were you and the team when uh, the FIH finally came to their senses and uh, announced that uh, the Indoor World Cup has been postponed by a year and this allows the African Cup to take part any time until September next year?
2: Honestly, it was by far the best like possible outcome of this whole thing. Um, because obviously, like you said, if we... If the, if the World Cup stayed when it was and going to be this Feb coming up, um, we obviously wouldn't have been able to qualify because there's no way we were going to be able to play the, the African Cup. So when we heard that it was getting moved to 2022, by far like the best news. I think we also, we trained that night and it was just like, I think we trained better even because we were like, at peace, like you know, like the, the whole time we were like, we we're nervous, we didn't know what was going to happen. We were like, oh my gosh, we're we training so hard, like just now we're not even going to be able to qualify. Um, so knowing that we have a whole nother year to qualify, um, yeah, it really it was, um, what is the word? It's like a weight off our shoulders.
0: That's so, that's yeah. great to hear, Jess, because uh, I think we've had different experiences from different people, and I'm not just talking about people in, in the hockey world, but from others is that obviously, uh, COVID has thrown a, a massive span in the works to, to put it lightly. And, uh, I mean, when, w- when their plans get scuppered, I mean, when you put so much focus and attention on training and, and obviously with professional athletes, not counting myself, uh, you obviously schedule things to the, the second in terms of where you yeah. need to be at this time and place, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's refreshing to hear that someone wasn't bitterly disappointed by something being being put off for, for a year or more. Exactly.
2: exactly. Like I was even saying, okay, and actually I don't want to put this in the universe, but like, like I just like things to be done fairly. So like, you know, we must play the qualifiers to see who rightly deserves to go there. You know what I mean? Um, that was, that was my biggest thing. I was like, I just want to be able to play the qualifiers to know who actually must go to the World Cup. You know, I didn't want it to just be, okay, based on four years ago or whenever it was you know so that was
0: my thing yeah i mean it's it's a great way to look at it i mean it 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 makes perfect sense i think if if the world was free and fair um it would be a lot better place eh? so that's (laughs) definitely the way to go about things
2: yes i agree i
0: agree um and tell us about the jess Laden story uh we had a, a guest last week and Uh, I pose this question to her and and, and granted it's a very open-ended question but for those that don't know too much about you uh, that on massive TikTok followers uh, or Instagram (laughs) followers um, I mean how did you get to to the place that you are at right now Uh, you certainly have come through the ranks and as time mentioned up front uh, you do have a growing CV a glowing one too but one that's uh, certainly going to be increased over the next couple of years. Um, But yeah, in in terms of hockey, how how did it all start?
2: Um, So obviously I started at like a super young age. The the school that I actually coach at now is where I started playing hockey. So it's quite like a, you know, memorable thing. Um, So I started young and I played hockey all the way through school and I I made like provincial teams and stuff, but I was never um, like, I didn't make SA schools, anything like that. I was just like a uh what's the word like a reliable hockey player um and then when i was in matric i think is when i um oh, sorry <laughs> my dog just ran in here um when i was in matric i think that's when i got the call up for my first camp or first year it was first year um camp for indoor and um i was awful like i was so terrible i was so nervous um and like everything just went wrong at like my first camp so I was like that's it I'm done I'm never going to get asked back again um but then obviously like with this the the people that we have in this this province and this country like Lenny and the girls around they were like everyone has a bad camp you know like I'm not going to have the best camp every single time and it was my first time so they said just keep training keep chipping away and all that stuff so I played for the Raiders a couple years and stuff and then eventually I got another call up to a camp and that's when I think I made my mark um I went to camp and then I made the Namibian series um for indoor and got play of the tournament at that series. And that's where my confidence like really grew. That's where I was like, okay, I actually I have like the potential and I can Play at this level, and since then it's just been like a confidence thing. Um, I think I always lacked confidence, and um, like getting that at the tournament and having like the support around me, and I was in Durban, so it was uh, it was a win. Um, Is definitely where where my confidence grew, and since then I just like haven't looked back. I haven't been scared and stuff, and I've been playing Flair in my own game. And yeah, that's, that's my indoor story. Hey, I don't have anything hectic. I don't have a hectic story. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, well, yeah. I,
0: I can tell you it's, a, it's far more hectic than, than my story, uh, especially when it comes to hockey, but uh, just talk us through that Player of the Tournament award. I mean, you said that, that gave it uh, you a massive gain in confidence. Uh, on top of yeah. that, I, I can imagine it's a, a great feather in your cap. you say, "I mean, I'm the best, yeah. Over this time. <laughs>
2: okay. <well. laughs> um, I just think that coming from the first camp that I went to when I was so terrible, I went into this saying, okay, I can't get much worse than what it was. And so let me just play my game of hockey. Let me play well without being nervous or scared. Let me do everything that the coach and the team has asked me to do. And i did that and yeah it obviously it paid off um and yeah it was definitely just the confidence booster that i needed to be like okay i can play this level of hockey but yeah it was, it was amazing <laughs> it
1: was so lovely i mean just it's it's clear to me and it has been clear to me since uh, we first met that uh, humility is a large factor of who you are as a person yeah. i mean i remember seeing you um uh, just after you had been named in the the greater Olympic squad. And you were so, you know, a lot of people take that and they, they get quite nervous about it. They get um, quite scared about it. They're like, oh, I don't know if I'll make it or not. Mm. And your response um, your response to me was something like, well, listen, I'm young. I've got chances. I'm probably not going to make the team. But what an absolutely amazing opportunity mm. to um, to – to get to train with these people and be part of the picture and stuff. I mean, where does that mindset come from? Is that just the way you were raised or has it been from yes, overcoming things?
2: Yeah, I think the way I was raised a lot has to do with that. Um, and then also like overcoming things. Like I remember the last time I spoke to you guys um, was at Danville when I made the SA team. Remember, uh, I'd been um, like rotated from the, the main squad and we had to play against them. I don't know if you remember that. Very well. <laughs> um, yeah um and just like that because that was also like a bit of a hard knock i was like okay what have i done like you know i'm not good enough to make the main side and everything but then also like with maturity i was like you know other people also need a chance in the team that here's my chance to show that maybe i deserve to be in and stuff like that so yeah a lot of it has to do with like maturity in the game and i think i had to learn that from quite young because um yeah, if you're not if you're not mature in this game and if every time you get knocked down you're gonna stay down, um then you're yeah, you're not gonna make it anywhere, you know?
1: No, look, I, I think um that's fantastic and and look, I think it's gonna do you really well. I, I remember that there was a an element of disappointment when you were moved to the emerging team and, and asked to captain them, but yeah. that uh disappointment was quickly changed to determination. Definitely. Um and, and you could see it and you were quite a force for uh, your team, the emerging team and a lot of those young players. And I mean, you worked your way straight back into the squad. And, and obviously indoors where we're talking more about now. But post that, you uh, joined the team uh, to play against Switzerland here in South Africa, in Durban and Cape Town. You then played against Ireland and played in Cindy's 100th. And yeah. then, of course, you went over to Poland. Now, that Polish tour, you've you've toured Switzerland and Czech Republic. Uh, Poland were really going to be a tough, tough team. And we went away with a drawn series. I mean, of those three international tours uh, outside of South Africa, Switzerland, Czech Republic and Poland, which one stands out for you as the best memory?
2: Definitely the Polish one. I think because they were so like, um, I don't, they play... Okay, so I love, like, physicality in hockey. Like, I'm quite a physical hockey player. Um, they, like, moved back to the table. So, <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is what I like. Like, this is the type of hockey I like. And also, um, they were just, oh, they were so good. Like, they were so good. And it, because we had we lost, I think we lost the first two. Um, the two, yeah. the first two games. Hey, that, like, I think we also needed that. And after those losses, you're, you saw we just played, like, the best hockey ever. So, it was like a, like a bit of like a, oh my gosh, okay, look how good these people are, but look how good we can be when we have to be. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, that, that, the Poland tour definitely stood out for me. And straight after that, I had to go to outdoor camp. <laughs> so, I'm not going to forget that anytime soon. food. Um, but yeah, that was definitely Poland.
0: It's, it's interesting, Jess, that you speak about how you needed that confidence, for instance, becoming player of the tournament, because... Uh, I mean, our paths first crossed during that that time in Durban when you were playing for the uh, emerging SA side. And Ty and I had a a few guests uh, during that that week that we were there, and um, a few of the people that we interviewed singled you out as being (laughs) uh, one of the strongest challenges for a place uh, in the SA senior side. And there's no question, I I think um, your... Your confidence uh, may not be there, I'm sure it is now, but uh, it certainly wasn't the case with your peers. I mean, they regarded you as uh, one of their own.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. which was also like so hard to hear because I was like, oh, I want to be by you guys. But um, I'm glad that they did see that in me um, because I don't want to be seen as weak, (laughs) you know. Um, But yeah, for them to also like single me out and say that stuff like also goes a long way
0: yeah, I'm sure it does. And, I mean, so so you've achieved what you have. Um, we've spoken about the, the growing CV. Um, what would you like to add? I mean, there's no doubt that playing for South Africa more and more is a uh, yes. priority. But uh, uh, in addition to that, I, I mean, for instance, we had a, a, a guest last week um, who was probably going to play for Scotland, uh, and we don't want to, Want you to do, do that. Uh, of course, we want you to stay in South Africa. Yes, um, yes. But I mean, in terms of playing overseas, uh, expanding your hockey experience, so to speak?
2: Yes, it is on the cards at the moment. I am um, in conversation about heading over to Europe. Um, I'm not going to give anything away because I'm it's not <laughs> so I don't want to say anything I'm not supposed to, but I will like always um, stick to my, like I will come back and play for my country, you know, just just for like a year, just to like, you know, broaden my skills, see what else is out there um, uh, and like, expand my hockey, like you said. Um, it's never a bad thing to go over there. Their hockey standard is really high. Um, so yeah, it is on the cards for me to head over um, just trying to find the right time to go. Obviously, there's there's a lot happening all over the world. So, like, they're also hesitant with the with COVID and everything. So, so yeah, it's it's there. But in terms of like uh, like you said, I want to keep playing for my country. I do want to get um I want to play for the outdoor side definitely. Um, I can do both, so I want to do both. Um, and yeah, reach my hundred and indoor and keep going from there. Um, yeah, that's it.
0: And uh, the, the person I'm speaking about, of course, is uh, Hibben McEwan. Uh, we chatted to her last week uh, regarding her playing for Scotland. Um, but that's interesting, though. I mean, I, I don't want you to try and uh, hurt your, your, your possible signing for anyone overseas. But, I mean, you said there have been conversations. It, did it come about fairly easily in terms of people coming to, to approach you? Did you have to do a lot of the, the legwork or, or was it the other way around?
2: Um, no, not really. <laughs> um, I am on scored hockey. I don't know if you've heard of scored hockey. Yes. Um, I'm on there, and so a couple of people messaged me through there, and then another one, uh, one of my friends. Um, told the the man of the club the, the coach to contact me um because he heard that i want to come across so i got contacted like that um but yeah, it's been fairly easy i was supposed to go this year but um there was just too much happening um and going on so I had to postpone it but yeah, it was it was super easy to get them and i
1: mean jess is there a Without giving away anything about this potential move, is there a dream country that you want to play hockey in?
2: Um, yes, I really love Belgium. <laughs> um, that's like that's my where I want to play.
0: Any any particular reason? And, and I mean, obviously, yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I, sorry. I jumped in there while Ty was asking, but uh, yeah, any particular reason why Belgium?
2: I hold a Belgian passport, so I'm like, hey, I think I have to go there. (laughs) I'm like, hey, I got to go, you know? And their hockey is so phenomenal as well. It's like, so yeah, I was like, I need to go there. I
1: I, I mean, it's an interesting statement you make. I mean, you hold a Belgian passport. Derek's asked you about the fact. But, I mean, is there a possibility in your future that, uh, say, the opportunities don't present themselves with South Africa that you would consider uh, playing for Belgium, or is that not something at this point in your life that you'd even consider?
2: At this point, I wouldn't consider it, um, just because like I love playing for my country and I've had so many <laughs> opportunities here and been given so much and taken like, um, care of so well. Um, but maybe in the future... When I'm done and building want me, maybe I'll play. I don't
1: know. I don't <laughs> want to <say> anything. <laughs> No, no, for sure, for sure. I don't want you to shoot yourself in the foot. So we, <laughs> yeah. let's change the topic. I wanna to, I wanna take you back to last year's PHL. Yeah. Um now obviously for those who don't know, you probably aren't a South African hockey fan and you're just a TikTok <laughs> fan. So the PHL is the South African Premier Hockey League, and ultimately it's a tournament where our teams come together. They don't really have any time to train. They're from all different provinces around the country, all meshed together, and they have to play. And, and obviously the difficulty in that is that there's not a lot of cohesion. So quite often you see the best players rise to the top. Now, why am I giving you this long story? Is because, I mean, just last year's PHL, yourself and Jade Main were the two standout players um, in the tournament, so much so that there was a smattering of people saying that should be your starting national, um, combination in the middle of the park. I mean, what, what was it about last year's PHL that just clicked for you? Um, you know, that made you perform at a, at, a, at probably the best level in the tournament.
2: So I pretty much shocked myself. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I had been working very hard. Um, I work out last year was like my year to make a bit of a statement because the year before i wasn't happy with my performance so i just worked super hard with the likes of um shiloh from strength society and then obviously i was still at vc and it was my last year at varsity college i was like i needed like at usa i need to you know make sure i lead my team well play good hockey and then phl the phl before was my first phl so 2018 was my first phl and i was so nervous like didn't do great and I was like like I was in my um, when I said when I played for SA and um, for indoor I don't know why I was so scared I was like just playing your normal game and I went in with that mentality of like not being scared don't be scared of the people I'm going up against because like obviously we're playing against like the SA team and other teams like the, the people on that team and also I was like what no one's trained together so everyone's going to be in the same boat so um I just literally took everything on board and dealt with it in like a, a calm manner. And I just played my hockey and made sure I had fun doing it because that was another thing. I saw some people and they were just not having fun. And I was like, what is the point? So yeah, I just embraced it all and played my game and um, look how well we did. Like the year before we were lost and this year we played in the final. I mean, last year we played in the in the finals and could have won <laughs> we could have won um obviously we didn't we came second but yeah it was just me training hard to make sure that I was fit enough to like run full hockey games and stuff and making sure my skills were on board and then the the mental part of it was a huge thing for me um so yeah that's how I am.
0: There's no there's no question, with the mental part, you speak about that quite a bit. I I mean, in my experience with being on, on television or, or, or radio, uh, especially when I'm doing live broadcasts, people often ask me, uh, you've done it for quite a while, um, don't you get nervous? And I said, well, of course I do, um, you, you have to. And I always thought, if you don't get nervous for something, then... You, you, it doesn't mean as much to you anymore because you, you you want to succeed, and the fear of not succeeding is there, and, um, and and it comes across as if it's something that that plays a big role in your performance and your preparation. Because there's no question that you are extremely extremely talented, yet uh, you 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 tend. It looks as if you tend to doubt yourself, but again, that's absolutely fine because it is good to. To know that you 're not perfect, and that you can always improve because no one is perfect
2: yes um yeah, so when I was younger, I used to like. I used to get so nervous that I like wanted to vomit before every single hockey game and I wouldn't perform the way like I should be. And my dad used to say to me after every hockey game, why are you so scared? Like, what are you scared of? Making a mistake. Everyone's making mistakes. Like I used to hide in hockey games. Like I wouldn't do something because I was too scared to make a mistake. And obviously the older I got, the more I realized, okay, should have listened to my dad. <laughs> so now every time that I am a bit nervous or something, I'm like, why? Wow, what is the point? like there's no point being obviously obviously a bit of nerves is good but in terms of like being scared and not like wanting to do something um that's definitely some like the mental part of it is where i've grown the most i think and is where my game has improved so much within the last like three years is is mentally um so yeah
0: and have you needed anyone to assist you with that side of the game? I'm actually friends with quite a few uh, mental conditioning coaches. I've travelled a bit with a a gentleman named Henning Herricker, who was involved with the 2007 Springboks, and I I remember when they first started uh, making appearances within squads, uh, a a lot of people and players were sceptical, saying, you know, this is pointless, Uh, I don't need a head doctor, I need a a doctor firstly for my injuries, and, and secondly I need someone who can tell me how to play better. Uh, whatever particular sport that I'm talking about but uh, since then of course it's changed uh, completely and we see uh, the, the mental side of things given far more precedence uh, in, in the sporting world um, have, you, have you sought that route yet um, in order to, to get where you are now?
2: Yes. Yeah, so when I was in matric, I went to a sports psychologist, Um, just like I only, I only went for a couple months and it was just like to get me on track and just think like to think positive and not be so nervous all the time and stuff like that. So I definitely, like when people ask me, do you think I should go? And I'm like, yes, go. Like, it doesn't matter if it's for something small, like it might change your game in such a huge way. Um, So yeah, I did, I did go when I was in matric.
0: Yeah, and apologies to keep banging on on the drum regarding this, but it, I always find it so intensely interesting. And you know, we always start with these podcast interviews with our guests, and um, we've often got a, a spine of questioning that we go along, and then we tend to deviate because every single guest has their own unique, interesting story. And and you, of course, uh, come with your own. And and listening to something like this is so eye opening because if anyone had to see you um, from afar, be it playing hockey or or, or making these TikTok videos, and I, I use it just as an example because, I mean, that is in the public eye. People can watch you and they say, geez, here's a, a person who's extremely confident, extremely talented yeah. at what she does, be it uh, in the academic side of things or particularly during the sporting side of things. Yet, listening to this, they'd, they'd be thinking, wow, I mean, she, she suffers, and I put suffers in inverted commas, from the same fears that i do and 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 i've always thought i could never achieve that i mean jess can but it just goes to show you that uh you know that side of things it's appearances are not always what they seem and i'm not saying you're putting on a show but you do still get affected despite the fact that you succeed
2: a hundred percent. And if anything, like my weaknesses have made me like how I am today. So like now I'm just like take life by the horns, you know, and um, try to live it the best I can, um, like on and off the hockey field. Um, like I think it's important to have a balance. Like I'm quite a social person as well. Um, but yeah, like like you said, my my um what did you say like i suffer like suffer in inverted commas obviously um from those struggles and those weaknesses but i think that it's important to embrace it and not not be um embarrassed or or scared of like of those weaknesses and if you need a, if you need help everyone needs a little bit of help every now and then Then you just go for help and then it'll make you a far better person and like for example hockey player um in the long run
1: it's it's a fantastic um what is the word I'm looking at? It's a fantastic uh, a topic or a, a tangent that we've gone down here because, you know, we've spoken about this previously and, and it was Cara Buertes that was on, on the show, Derek, you remember, you spoke about the anxiety that you feel and mm-hmm. um, the mental difficulty that we face. And, you know, sometimes we look at sports sportsmen and sportswomen, I mean, you look at uh, Jess Laden running on a field in Cape Town in front of two and a half thousand screaming kids and playing her socks out and you think nothing, uh, you know, nothing bothers this lady, nothing deters her. So to hear you talk openly about that, I think it, it's not concerning at all. It's in fact 100% encouraging for both myself and all listeners to know that you're a human and, and that's what people want. And that a human with these challenges that they face are able to overcome them and produce the quality that you're producing right now. I mean, that must be a massive uh, feather in your cap when you're coaching, that you understand that a bit better.
2: And that's why, like, so I coach um, at Danville um, in the high school and then I coach at junior school called Lelithia. And my Danville girls, like, often I see, like, I think it's so important for a coach as well to be understanding of those things because like, you know, there are young girls and stuff like that. So, so I, I like felt what they feel and what they're going through. Um, and I always just say, don't be embarrassed or scared of, of like what you are feeling. Like if anything, speak about it and there might be someone in the room that can help you get over it, you know, um, I think it's important to be open about it, and not, not bottle what's, what's happening inside your life.
0: I think if, exactly. we, if, we, if we come back to that very cliched quote, and, and yes, it is cliched and it's been used a hell of a lot, but I, I think what, what's it, it's better to try and fail than fail to try? and Definitely. Rather mm-hmm. not just sit back and hide, uh, just at least attempt yeah. it. And if it doesn't go your way, well, at least you, you made an attempt at it. You mentioned Danville, and we spoke about us being down there last year, myself and Ty, uh, when you were competing with the SA Emerging side. And, and I was impressed with the school. Um, uh, a, a really really great school i mean they they hosted us tremendously and uh, i think they've they've almost become the home if i'm not mistaken of of indoor hockey when it comes to events uh, down in dirt
2: Yes, um, and it's by far the best court that I've ever played on. Um, uh, so I love every, I love everyone else's courts, but Dabel is um, by far my favourite court. And yeah, they're all around. Obviously, I went to that school, so I will boast about them a little bit. Um, but the facilities, the people, like it's it's lovely, lovely, lovely.
0: That really, really is a nice. Uh, and and
1: and Chase obviously being down in Kazir, in is a uh, a hot house. For indoor hockey, it has the most structured league, I mean, but unfortunately, when it comes from a a young business person looking for different opportunities, a lot of the time we see the youngsters moving up to Joburg. Now, you're obviously talking about going overseas, but is that something you've considered coming up to Joburg for a little bit and taking on the city of gold?
2: Um, I can't say that it is, um, when I, when I was in school, figuring out where I was going to go, like to study and stuff, it was always, I was never thinking about going anywhere else. I was always going to stay in Durban. Um, and then now, no, I can't say that I want to go anywhere besides overseas to play hockey. Maybe when I come back, there might be opportunities that arise in other provinces in South Africa, but at the moment, it's not an option. (laughs)
1: Sorry, I I just said to myself, you're on mute. Um, No, that's great, but, uh, you know, obviously, if you ever do, I know that uh, there are lots and lots of uh, clubs up here in Johannesburg who would absolutely fall over for the opportunity to sign you. Um, But for now, we're obviously happy to uh, let the KZN Raiders have you (laughs) in and let you help them to retain their their IPT titles. Talking of IPT titles, obviously last year the team um, lost the final to Southern Gauteng, and this year you were able to win it back. I mean, what was it like dealing with a team? Because this is a little bit different than when you play national hockey in the sense that KZN Raiders are essentially expected to win every single game. And again, the team went through the disappointment of losing a final and then bounced back with a a supremely dominant uh, title-winning run this year. I mean, what's it like? What's the culture like in KZN Hockey that breeds such success?
2: I think it's because we are all on the same page and, like, everyone's getting along with everyone. Um, I think that is a a huge thing. Like, you have to get along on and off the field. Um, And, yeah, like I said, we're all on the same page. Um, In terms of, like, when we lost that final um last year obviously we're devastated but Southerns hold such a big name if that makes sense like Southerns is like everyone's like oh my gosh we're playing Southerns I think that maybe got to us a little bit um we didn't really stick to our structures and stuff and then this year obviously we played them in the semi-final not the final so the semi-final that was our final because we were like oh my gosh if we don't if we don't beat them then obviously we're not going to play the final um and it was close so I think we only won 1-0 in the semi-final um, against Netherlands
1: to go through to the final. Uh, oh, it was hectic. It was a big moment for us. No, no ab- absolutely. It was. Uh, I remember I watched the the men's semi-finals and the women's final because of obviously being down and having to write yeah. and switch between the, the venues. And the women's semi-finals were incredible. And the men's final was incredible, and it was the other way around. So I lost out on the best games. Um, but but it's okay. It's okay. I still got to watch good hockey. Um, I mean, just obviously, it would be remiss of us to, to not bring up the fact that you're brilliant at TikTok, you're brilliant at hockey, but you also had a sneaky skill that Derek and I tapped into during uh, the lockdown and that was as a quiz, uh, a quiz <laughs> attendance, yeah. um, you see Jess joined in with our, our Raider, uh, our radar Lockdown Sports Quiz and she joined on a night with Team Yellow and if I'm not incorrect, Team Yellow went all the way to the title on that night.
2: Yeah, hey, I'm a good luck charm. They actually messaged me on Twitter the other day to ask me to come back, but I was playing hockey and
0: that night. So. Uh, not a, <laughs> Jess, not a week goes by because we we took a break for about three or four weeks uh, with the lockdown sports quiz. So we started season three last week and, yes. well, this week actually. And yeah. the, uh, when, when it's currently ongoing, so not for the past three weeks, but uh, not a week goes by where I get a query from someone from Team Yellow. Please, please encourage Jess to come join us. You made their day, their month, their year by being on their team. They absolutely <laughs> yeah. loved having you on their side. And uh, and you made a difference. I mean, you you got because at the end we've got the shootout and you're competing, and, and you got your question right, if I'm not mistaken. I
1: think
0: so. Can you remember, Ty? What was Andy, it? Andy Roddick. Yes, it was Andy Roddick. No, Andy Roddick.
2: <laughs> The old Andy my friend uh, <laughs> um, well, Shane, they're so lovely. I was just there for the mostly the banter, um, but I can't believe how much everyone knows Jeez. on like all the different sports. It was I was like mind boggled how much everyone knew.
0: You know what's happened? Um, you know what's happened is because we started this thing, and I mean, apologies to the listeners because we have kind of drummed this drum uh, ad nauseum. But, uh, I mean, we started it at, at the very beginning of lockdown. We started it for friends. We opened up to the public. The public liked it. They really were, were keen to get involved. So we met a public one. And then it just uh, snowballed from there. And we've obviously got the consistent teams taking part. So... Uh, whereas from the beginning, they, they started taking part in competing and they just stuck it out and, and they really enjoyed it. But now we needed to make it more competitive as things went along. And, and what ended up happening was the, these guys and ladies were studying for, for sports quiz. And, and you think to yourself, yeah. well, you can't study if you don't know what questions are going to be asked. But, but yeah. you, can't, you just fill your brain with as much knowledge as you can possibly do over the course of the week prior and then hope for hope that uh, we, we, we ask along those lines. But they become yeah. so incredibly good, those teams that have been competing since the beginning, that now new teams that come on board, and I don't mean to scare anyone off, but when they come on board, I mean, they're blown away because we're not asking <laughs> who won this year's US Open. We're saying who won, well, what color socks was the winner of the 1985 (laughs) US Open winning on day three of the tournament. Um, So so it's getting tougher and tougher. So, yeah, you don't need to um, feel despondent whatsoever because we've had a lot of sports people join us and each and every time they end up saying exactly the same thing. So we're proud of uh, these incredible sporting gurus we've created but in doing so, we've also alienated a lot of new faces that come on board for for a week or two. <laughs>
2: um, it's such a cool concept, yeah. I really enjoyed it, and I always um obviously I follow everyone on Twitter, and I always see all the battle between everyone. It's so funny. It's so competitive. It's hilarious.
0: That, it really is cool. But you know, you have to come and compete with we've we've launched it. It started about two months ago, I think, Ty. So we've done. I think every Wednesday now. We call it the the Raider Media 1K Wednesdays. And it's really cool. You compete from the comfort of your own home. Uh, You compete for an hour. And you answer everything via your phone. So we've joined up with an app called Kahoot. So you watch myself and Ty present the the quiz on screen. And it's 50 questions. And you literally just answer on your phone. So it's always an hour long. And uh, if you win at the end, whoever comes top of the podium wins for themselves 1,000 Rand. And uh, this week... which is people listening now, so it'll be tomorrow night. Um, it's the movie theme, so a lot of it's going to be centred around movies. So, yeah, so jump on board. Are you keen?
2: Yeah, I'm keen.
0: X- movies, I'm good at movies. Well, 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 brilliant, because that leads me on to my next question. And, Ty, can I jump straight into it? No. Sound? Don't just jump.
1: <laughs> Slap,
0: yes. Okay, let's... Other hockey terminology. Let's do it. So... Jessica Lardin. So uh, let me get something nice here to play. Uh, we always do a nice little separator between this and the, the one-question quiz. Thank you, Italian national anthem. I thought, I thought you said a nice separator, Derek. <laughs> it would have been so much better if I had the Belgian anthem
1: uh, lined up. Wow. Uh, well, I, I feel like you should try again. I'm sorry, we can't <laughs> accept that.
0: Hmm. You're
1: better than that, Derek. You're better than that. But
0: I can't use really cool music because then we'll get sued. N- uh, nah,
1: do it. It's fine.
0: They can sue us for all
1: the income we got in this episode.
0: So uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, let's... Oh, here we go.
1: OCS, OCS. Thank you
0: very much to the Stormers and the late, great Johnny Clegg for that musical interlude, uh, leading us to the one-question quiz. So, Jess, you say you're a massive movie fan. Brilliant, because I'm asking you about a movie from the 80s, which is uh, a little before you were born. Uh, Okay, so uh, the movie, this movie won, I think it actually won Academy Award um, in 1989 for Best Film. I could be wrong. But it's a very well-known movie. And the movie was Driving Miss Daisy. Have you heard of it?
2: No.
0: Oh, Dan Aykroyd was in it. Morgan Freeman. Um, If you don't know the movie, you're definitely not going to know the question. (laughs) Or the answer to this question. Um, I wanted to know uh, who was Miss Daisy? (laughs) Who who who, Who played Miss Daisy? Put it that way. And it was 1989... And she won, she won the Academy Award for Best Actress that year for this movie.
2: you I can't even guess.
0: And she is also in, okay. Uh fried green tomatoes. Have you ever heard of that? you probably go through oh, yeah. a... <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll go to, to something from uh the, the, the oh, modern times. Okay,
1: Jess, Jess, her her, her surname is Tandy.
2: Oh, my name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jessica. Jessica Tandy. That's oh, exactly oh, it. Well done. That was with some incredible help uh, from uh, he who shall not be named. Uh, but uh, Voldemort. Uh, Voldemort. <laughs> but we'll, we'll have a, a question along those lines, but we'll also have more modern stuff uh, on, on Wednesday night. So you better be competing. Yes. <laughs> but uh, congratulations! We'll give you half a mark for that because you, you did get the first the first part of the name. Um, but uh, yeah, many many others, as we keep on repeating, have tried, and many many have failed. So you're in good company. <laughs> and and Jess,
1: uh, obviously, I know you are sponsored by Osaka. And uh, when this goes out on Tuesday, if you're listening, go check out Hockey the magazine. Um, go check out our social media pages there, because we are giving away a pair of Osaka uh, shoes. They've just been released. I actually Definitely. don't even know if Jess has them yet. I don't. Okay, so not even Jess has them and you can win. Um, the answer to the question is obviously Jess Laden. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jess, it's been a pleasure as always. Enjoy the uh, kind of grey... Dell Derbs at the moment. Uh, Hopefully the sun comes out. Although they say, I mean, it's like PE. I mean, if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they really struggle with
0: many degrees and derbs.
1: Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Jess. It's been great as always. We'll see you tomorrow night.
2: So yes, yeah. Well, you had to boggle my brain there, but yes, tomorrow night, Wednesday. Yes.
0: Tomorrow, I got you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> great. <laughs> Cheers, Jess.
2: Bye
0: bye. Excellent. Uh, another great guest there, Ty. Well done.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard not to have a great guest when uh, you've got the caliber of people that we have in the hockey world, uh, hockey fraternity in yeah, South good, Africa. Good point. So, so yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah, Derek i was gonna just say yeah derek well 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 done you you uh, threw in an absolutely ridiculous question um that <laughs> was was i was trying to work it out and then i was like uh, okay
0: Shab, she she, 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 <laughs> she i mean she passed away before jess was even born um so you can't really blame her for not knowing
1: what well, I'm so looking forward to the question I'm asking uh, to that other group that we're doing a quiz with today, and it's, it's an amazing question. It's, uh, do you remember the name of the captain of the Titanic? Well, that's not important because I want to know what his sister's cousin's third brother-in-law, second wife's son was from a previous marriage.
0: Oh, not not Bob. Oh, no. Sorry, I know. So I forgot the. Oh no, that you can't say
1: Bob with the Titanic, <laughs> because oh. Leo sank. <laughs>
0: but you know they they did a, a thing, um, they, where they've that, that, the the thing with the the door that she's sleeping on, where Leo sank.
1: Yeah, that she was she was selfish. It yeah. would have been better if he came onto the door with her.
0: Yeah, I mean they've they've done a number of recreations where they've done different positions, and I think there were like ten in total where you could have fitted on perfectly without sinking. I, I mean, what a ridiculous ending. Um, but, but yeah, what a ridiculous movie to begin with. Uh, but, uh, but that will be asked uh, tomorrow night on the Wednesday 1K quiz. But uh, more importantly, uh, we'll be back next Tuesday for with another edition of Hockey the Podcast. And Ty is tasked with the unenviable position of uh, trying to select the next guest because they are all bashing down the door and he's got to say no only selecting one this
1: it is a pretty cool thing right now Derek because we literally have a host of people Mm. um, lining up and uh, that line is getting longer it's almost like the 1994 elections all over again
0: it's uh, yeah and you just keep on having to disappoint them each and every week when you say sorry not this week pretty got someone next week next week next week so who's going to be the lucky person next week to get the honor of uh, Ty saying yes we'll find out soon Thanks so much, Ty. As always, we'll see you uh, next time for episode 57 of Hockey the Podcast. Ciao.